Hello, I'm Dr. Alistair Lindsay and welcome to this edition of the Heart Podcast. Today we'll be discussing a paper entitled Cardiovascular Risk Profile and Frailty in a Population-Based Study of Older British Men. Of course, the area of cardiovascular disease in the elderly is becoming increasingly important in a population that is steadily ageing and experiencing cardiovascular events at a later and later age. I'm delighted to say that the first author of the paper, Dr. Sheena Ramsey from University College London, joins me on the line now. Good afternoon, Sheena. Good afternoon, Alistair. Well, thank you very much for your paper, which we very much enjoyed here at Heart, um, which is uh, now online. I wondered if we could talk about the frailty factor, first of all. What do we know about frailty in relation to cardiovascular disease from literature and papers to date? First of all, thank you very much, Alistair, for inviting me to do this. I'll start with frailty first. So, so frailty, um, as you may know, sort of recent in the last sort of 10, 20 years has become very topical. Yes. Um, again, as you mentioned, uh, because of an aging population. And uh, perhaps a few years ago, it was sort of a very loosely defined um, concept. And, and more recently, it sort of started, researchers have been working around a way of conceptualizing frailty in, in certain ways. So how do we actually define older people? And essentially, it's a concept to try and identify older people who are at risk or who have a low resilience uh, or increased vulnerability to have adverse outcomes such as um, disability or you know, sort of becoming immobile or hospitalization or you know, long-term care, people who are at risk or vulnerable to having uh, these adverse outcomes. And as you've mentioned, cardiovascular disease, on the other hand, is also uh, important in older people. The, the risk increases quite markedly with age. And there's also more recently interest in the associations between frailty and cardiovascular disease. So yes. studies have shown that people who are frail have, a, have an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and also that frailty is a predictor of mortality in people with cardiovascular disease. So it, you know, there's some suggestion that it could work both ways. Uh, people with cardiovascular disease are frail and on the other hand, people who are frail have have more chance of developing cardiovascular disease. So, yes. so it, could, it could work both ways. And, and that's where the interest has been, has, has sort of increased more, more recently in trying to understand what is the cardiovascular risk in this new group, uh, as it were, in inverted commas, which is frail older population. Yes, and certainly in hospital medicine, we've been aware of this concept in terms mm. of patients going for procedures, particularly things yes. like TAVI, which yes. is in an older population. We've been yes. very much aware of that. But I should point out that you work in the Department of Primary Care and Population Health. So you, right. your fresh angle on this was that you were really looking at frailty in the population and absolutely. how it links in with cardiovascular disease. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, so as you've pointed out, you know, studies have shown that cardiovascular disease patients are at risk. They're undergoing procedures. But what we wanted to was, you know, what is the level of uh, this problem in the general population? So to do that, you used the British Regional Heart Study. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, the BRHS? Yes, so this is a study started in the late 1970s, in fact, and it started off as a disease of cardiovascular disease to understand the determinants of cardiovascular disease. It included only men. At the time, the funding bodies had, had suggested that it was a disease that affects men, right. uh, not women, so this is a legacy we're, we're left with. So it's a study of men only, and there are men who live in 24 towns across Britain, so predominantly England, but also two towns in Scotland and Wales, and they've been followed up for over 35 years now for cardiovascular disease, morbidity, mortality, and also various lifestyle and other cardiovascular risk factors. And more recently, so when the men were aged 71 to 92, we carried out a re-examination of the men and we collected some more information on their cardiovascular risk factors, and our results are based on that examination carried out recently. Yes, so from the method section of your paper, I saw that initially 
initially this was a sample of 7,735 men and now this is the 30-year follow-up which is fantastic and now there are 3,137 survivors. That's right and within that we had a 55% response rate of the surviving participants. We had just over 1,700 who attended the examination and they formed the basis of our results in this paper. Okay and how did you define frailty? What made somebody be given the label of frail in in Mm. your study? Yes, so frailty, as I said earlier, has been sort of people have tried to conceptualize it and define it in a certain way. And we used what, what's, I think, referred to as a freed frailty phenotype. So a few years ago, Linda Freed and colleagues published a paper where they tried to conceptualize frailty on the basis of weight loss, which is unintentional weight loss, exhaustion, weakness, and slow walking speed, which is what we used. So, for example, um, exhaustion would be you know, based on a question of do you feel full of energy, weakness, which was based on grip strength. We measured the grip strength using something called a dynamometer. And also their walking speed, we measured to see how slow they were in walking. And these are all components which have been shown to actually be, uh, be strong predictors of adverse outcomes of frailty, such as mortality, disability, uh, hospitalization. So we use this because this seems to be a good conceptual model. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was easy to measure as well. These were measures that we had in our study. So yes, okay. I, mean, I appreciate that there are other measures of frailty as well, but we went with this as this sort of fitted the sort of model that we were trying to look for. Sure. So of the total uh, number of men that got back to you, uh, mm-hmm. which was, I think, 1,722 men, or 55% came back for examination. That's um, right. What percentage overall did you label as, as frail? And, and you also categorized some men as pre-frail. That's right. So we categorized frailty as so of the components that I measure, m- mentioned. If they had three or more, uh, they were defined as, as being frail. Mm-hmm. And if they had one or two, they were, they were pre-frail. So if we use the, the frail category, we had 19% that fulfilled that criteria. And actually, 54% were pre-frail. So they were in the early stages of frailty. I see. And those patients that were frail, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of cardiovascular disease, you found that there seemed to be an increased incidence of cardiovascular risk factors. Is that correct? Yes. So we we found that they had higher levels of cardiovascular disease. I see. Okay. So it was a cross-sectional study. We looked at the cardiovascular risk factors and frailty factors all at the same time. So what we found was that that the men who were frail had a range of cardiovascular risk factors. Uh, But of course, some of those men will have developed over the years cardiovascular disease already. So you corrected for that, didn't you? Yes, we did. What we did was we did a separate analysis where we excluded men who had previously had cardiovascular disease. And we did the same investigations in those. So we looked at the men who were not frail, pre-frail and frail. And again, we found that these levels of cardiovascular disease risk factors were in fact higher even in those who have not had previously had cardiovascular disease. So it was really quite an interesting finding because yes. what, what that shows us really is that it's not what we see, you know, the, the relationship between frailty and cardiovascular disease risk factors is not simply because they've previously had, had the disease. It's not the their previous history of heart disease, which is driving this. No, no, absolutely. Um, But even though they have not had cardiovascular disease, they still have increased uh, vascular risk factors. Well, one finding that you point out that did take me a little bit by surprise was Mm. the fact that the patients who were frail were, on average, had high levels of high body mass index and also their waist circumference was Mm. also quite high. That seems a little bit strange because classically when we think of a frail patient, we think of somebody with a low body mass index and perhaps a low waist circumference. Uh, Any ideas or thoughts into 
to why that might be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's again one of the interesting findings we've, we we came across. But I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. So the image of a frail person would be someone who who needs a walking aid and who's very small. But obviously, we found results that were contrary. But I think what's underlying that is, that particularly in older people, obesity is really masking as something called sarcopenia. What is masking is 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 low muscle mass. So it's I also see. there's something else going on there. Yeah. So it's not that yes, they've got a high waist circumference, but actually underlying that they also have loss of muscle mass and weakness, which is what really frailty is picking up because some of the components, as I said, were, were of frailty that went into it were things like grip strength, slow walking speed. So it could be that actually not only are they obese, but also they've got lower physical functioning capabilities, as it were, because they've got low muscle mass. And it's, it's this concept of um, sarcopenia, which, which refers to as loss of muscle mass, but with, people have also referred to a term called sarcopenic obesity because there's both going on. There's, yes. there's muscle mass as well as obesity, and which is a, which is a, a problem in, in older people. Absolutely. So that's a really interesting concept. So we perhaps are oversimplifying things if we think of frailty purely in terms of body mass alone. That's right. Okay, so putting all this in context now, um, how do your results compare to other studies and, and what we know in the literature? So I think it is it is comparable. I think it does compare with, with other studies which have looked at some of these uh, other risk factors, particularly inflammation, um, high blood pressure. Um, but what we've done here is we're sort of putting a, a whole range of cardiovascular risk factors. But one thing in particular as well that I think what stands out in the, in, in the study is that it shows that frailty is associated with a whole range of multiple physiological systems that are being affected. So it's not just the cardiovascular risk factors, it's also renal, uh, liver, hematological functions. And all of these, in fact, have been shown to be associated with cardiovascular disease as well. So I think in, in that regard, it sort of brings together a lot of findings that other studies have shown individually. And we're sort of showing this in a population or community dwelling uh, sample of older people. Yes, so that very much encourages a sort of holistic view of cardiovascular disease and how we treat it, which I think is something that we're moving towards uh, more mm-hmm. and more. Thinking about this work, I mean, do you think you can follow these patients up for another 10 years or are you going to look to different ways to look at this population of patients? No, absolutely. I mean, we, we are following them up, actually. So we, we're continuing to ask them questions about their lifestyle. We're continuing to see whether they are developing disease and how their risk is, is changing over time. So so we are very interested in, in looking at how frailty um, is associated with cardiovascular disease over time, because as I said, in this study, we're just looking at it at one time point. So although our results show that frailty is related to these cardiovascular disease risk factors, what the study doesn't tell us is, you know, it doesn't say that that frailty is causing these no, this, no, this increased sure. risk. So, but what we can do is when we continue to follow up our, this study population, we might be able to answer some of those questions and look at actually what's happening, what is the impact of frailty over time, or vice versa, what's the impact of cardiovascular disease on frailty, because I think it, it's, it's important to look at both. One further question, Sheena. Given mm-hmm. the results of your study, Do you have any practical day-to-day suggestions for how physicians, be it cardiologists or care of the elderly physicians, should approach patients with frailty and their cardiovascular risk? Mm, Yes, Uh, thank you. So I I think there are one or two uh, implications that really come out of this study. One was showing that people who are frail do have an increased risk of cardiovascular disease in the future because we've shown they've got higher levels of cardiovascular disease risk factors. So it shows that they are either at risk of cardiovascular disease or its complications. So I think there is a need to sort of try and identify this 
potential at-risk group. So it's not only people who are frail, but perhaps even in early stages of frailty. So the pre-frail, if we try and identify them, they might be at a need for, might might help having a further investigation or possible interventions uh, that they might benefit from. But also looking at it the other way around, it's not just cardiologists who need to identify people who are frail, but also the other way around, those working in geriatric medicine perhaps need to be aware of the increased risk of cardiovascular disease in people who are frail. Uh, And it might just be that, you know, identifying one of these cardiovascular risk factors is sort of prompts that actually might need to review a range of them because they seem to have a, a, a lot of these cardiovascular risk factors. It's not just one of them. Absolutely. Well, I think on that point, we will finish. I will thank you once again, Sheena, for a fascinating study. One area of cardiology, of course, that's becoming more and more important is cardiovascular disease in the elderly. And uh, we thanks again for your very nice paper. No, thank you very much.